listeners, I'm Z. And I'm Ash. And welcome back to another fresh episode of Mistakes in the Making. Wow, you have too much energy for me right now. We're still struggling with the time difference. It's early in the morning for me. Dude, I'm fully (sighs) faking it. I've had an exhausting day, but... I love chatting with you. It's fun. (laughs) I need coffee. (laughs) Oh, same. I didn't have coffee today. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. That's like, that's huge for you. That's like not being in a day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing a basic bodily function. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, today I might be a bit spacey and I kind of forgot the topic we're supposed to discuss. But, oh wait, I remember... Sorry, goldfish moment. Um, today we're going to be discussing the Euros. That's right. Zara and Ashna, the dynamic duo for sports enthusiasts, are going to be discussing the European League. Oh, England versus Italy. And of course, the whole match was pointless because it ended up going to penalties anyways. So yeah, Italy won by like one goal, if you call it that, one penalty shootout. And England was mad. And we have thoughts, but not about that, about lad culture and the issues that surround this whole England losing and the sore losers that they are. And (laughs) just how insane the reaction has been. The good, the bad, the negative, all of it. What do you have to say, Ash? So, first of all, I'm so glad we're done with the football talk. That was a good intro. (laughs) So now we can really get into, like, lad culture. So I think let's just, like, dissect where this came out from and, like, how it's so relevant to basically our entire school Mm -hmm. and university life. If you had to define lad culture, what would you say it is? Um, So it came out as like a backlash to feminism and the trend of like girl power in like the 1990s where men like saw themselves as like battered by feminism and like humiliated because they had to satisfy the needs of a woman. Um, So I think it's just heavily misogynistic, also homophobic and like toxic like masculinity. It like promotes that. I didn't know that's where lad culture came from. Yeah, isn't that insane? That's actually insane. Now, wow, you learn something new on this podcast. No (laughs) see for me, just all you. But that's actually crazy. So it started off like when this idea of like a new man emerged in the 90s as someone who's like supportive of like women, their careers, is a feminist, likes equality. Um, And I guess a lot of the men that didn't agree with this uh, sort of rebelled and got into like you know this very toxic masculinity like even harder behind like mm-hmm. alcohol and treating women as objects blah 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 you know how it is but yeah that's actually crazy I didn't know that mm-hmm. my understanding of lad culture was just kind of like brohood mixed with fraternity culture mixed mm-hmm. with the motto boys will be boys <laughs> and i always knew it was a bit very like toxic and exclusive mm-hmm. and it also like followed the idea that no matter what happens boys will have to stick together which is like a sort of like camaraderie the same way that women want to stick together and be like oh yeah going out with the girls but i started to notice how toxic lad culture would get when i actually was watching 
Love Island, believe it or not. <laughs> because oftentimes there would be boys in really good, stable relationships, but they would still egg on the bad behavior that yeah. their other single boys would kind of like go for, even when, say, other boys would like disrespect mm-hmm. women in really nasty ways their friends despite having girlfriends who they loved and valued and were coupled up with would be like oh yeah no she's like a bitch and i'm like bro yeah (laughs) that's so insane why would you say that and it just made me realize that like it's kind of like a solidarity pact where no matter what heinous shit a guy will do towards a woman Mm -hmm. his lads will always have his back yeah, and I also feel that like societal pressure has a lot to do with it because I guess these sort of guys don't want to stick out from the rest and they don't want to be like a target. Um, you know what I mean? And they don't want to be like Feel excluded. Pressure. Yeah. And it's just like male feminists would be seen as like, I think, super, super weak uh, by oh, people. God that are into lad culture and lad culture just like perpetuates that the male feminist is clearly less masculine and that'll damage like the male ego and we all know about the male ego so i think sometimes guys just like pretend to like feed into this lad culture in front of their friends because they want to be cool that's all it comes down to wanting to be cool Mm -hmm. and fitting in and it's not like only love island bro it's like almost all the guys we know (laughs) <laughs> I would say, yeah, it's definitely like, you know, dispersed its way and trickled down into all of the colonies in many ways. I, it, it feels really weird because I have a girl group and I love my girls mm-hmm. and guys have their groups and they love their boys. But what differentiates lad culture from just a basic boy group and friendships? Because, like, I think about that from time to time. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, with my goals, sometimes I'm just kind of like, oh, if he breaks your heart, I'll break his face. Hmm. First of all, please don't break anyone's face. It's not legal. Um, But I think the difference is, like, pretty obvious um, to guys and girls. I mean, of course, guys have, like, their own guy groups, as they should. Um, But I feel like the second they are just misogynistic and the way they speak about women slut shame their friends i mean it's just basic the second they're like shitty sexist boys that's when it just like feeds into that lad culture and also when like other guys sort of feed into that behavior and perpetuate it and don't say anything like you're equally guilty (laughs) You know, with me and my goals, if they do something shitty towards a guy, I will call them out because, like, I call my goals out when it comes to shitty behavior. However, with lad culture, they're perpetuating shitty behavior and it's very deeply integrated into the definition of lad culture. Yeah, and I think a huge part of, like, lad culture and, like, dismissing it is just saying, like, oh, but it's just, like, for the bands. Like, it's just bands. For the boys. It's nothing else. Yeah, and... Like, really think about, like, what is what is the banter? It's just an excuse. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely an excuse. And I don't know. I feel like in many ways, a lot of times guys can get, like, very lonely because oftentimes, like, boys are raised in a way where they're not very in touch with their emotions. So 
but they don't understand sometimes how lonely they get and they want to be part of a group so even like you know as you said before I just was thinking about that mm. if they have to change their ways and like behave more like lad-esque <laughs> lad-esque oh my god what a word <laughs> they will like go for it because they perceive that as something that's normal and something that is like a form of social currency and social capital which will allow them to have more friends it's sort of like lad culture is like this giant like dick measuring contest mm-hmm. you know where guys compete in just to like have fun but really they're like showing off to each other yes and at the expense of like respect for women and like just being nice Mm -hmm. people you know absolutely okay so now we've been discussing the theory of lad culture for a bit but Mm -hmm. let's actually get into some of the real world implications Mm -hmm. so of course after this football match a lot of stuff has happened and I first realized how bad it had gotten in England Mm -hmm. when my friend sent me a post that went like fuck lad culture fuck the normalization of straight male football fans being allowed to spread their toxicity without being held accountable. Mm-hmm. If any of us behaved the same way straight male football fans do, we'd be thrown in jail. Well, I'm going to read out some of the examples. Police are investigating online racism targeting black England soccer players after the Euro 2020 final. A mural of Marcus Rashford who fights child food poverty was also defaced. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. The team is about 50% from immigrant families and led England to its first final in 50 plus years. Around half of England's football team were from immigrant families. They received at least 2,114 abusive and racist tweets during the competition, including mm-hmm. attacks for taking the knee to protest racism. Jesus. Honestly, I was like so disgusted and they should be so embarrassed. And, you know, it's like you think a country or the world is making progress, especially after BLM and the amount of people that spoke up for the first time and supported the cause. And then with things like this, you're sort of back to square one. And I feel like I don't know why these colonizers Mm -hmm. don't understand. Like the immigrants literally are the glue that holds them and their country together. Like we're the essence of the country. And it's like the second we do, you know, good for them, they love us. And it's not only like football, it could be like sports or any sector. If we're doing well for their country, then they appreciate us. But like the second something goes wrong and like if we have a bad day or something it's like they just other you in like one second and like what the hell is that about it's like also an unrealistic standard because when you're an immigrant you kind of have to prove your worth and prove your value in ways that Mm -hmm. people that aren't don't have to yeah and it's really not fair and also when you're a minority mm-hmm. you're basically representing your entire race which is ridiculous and just so much pressure and people don't seem to get that like here's the thing though when when you're actually a minority a victory does not reflect well on your race as a whole but a loss will yeah 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 that's literally it that's literally what it comes down to racism is such a large part of like Mm -hmm. white british lad culture also um yeah also yeah like homophobia i mean where where does it end uh it's like i was thinking about it and like the in-betweeners 
is like something that like I used to watch and like all my friends and I used to watch and you know it's a show that like defined an entire generation um have you seen it no but I have heard of it it was kind of like the British version of Entourage yeah it's literally it was supposed to be like peak British humor just like super super like bantery and like four boys in school trying to like shag girls and have a good time that's all the show was about and I feel like it's just so problematic I really want to like break down the show but I know you haven't seen it so I don't I've not seen it but like at the same time I will do it for you I will like subject myself to that kind of torture for you well if you want a definition of school teenage lad culture this is the show like misogyny homophobia just like daily doses it's insane now that you say that when people make homophobic jokes and sexist jokes and racist jokes they're essentially creating exclusions and then people who want to be a part of a friend group will be like oh that's like very exclusive and try and like you know mimic the same like the same things that the Mm -hmm. group says in order to join it and that's kind of how all of this spreads really yeah and it also like feeds into like ladette culture you know what i mean like girls trying to fit in with the lads and be one of the lads like i am guilty of it um especially like when i was younger just like you know yeah like cool with the guys or whatever but now like it's definitely problematic and i'll be like no but actually like that's not funny that's Mm -hmm. a bit sexist or like you know, why Why do you think that's funny? Can you explain the joke to me? Which is a classic. It always works. Please explain yeah. the joke. And then no one has anything to say. You know, there's actually a new word for ladette. Now, according to TikTok, hmm. it's a pick-me girl. A pick-me girl is basically a woman who claims to be unlike other girls. It's like, oh, I'm not like other girls just to get male attention. Have you ever been a pick-me girl? I think I was when I had a crush on someone, but then it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. And also you're just like, I don't know, it's really fucked up because you're essentially just like cutting out parts of your personality, morphing his interests into your interests just to get someone's attention. And then I'm like, wait, you're basically just like building a different version of yourself mm. for someone to like you. And then they're never going to fall in love with you. They're going to fall in love with the version you claim to be. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm a genius. Move over, Socrates. I'm the newest philosopher in town. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Thank God you're not in my town. (laughs) I said something really deep. I had to make a joke, bro. It didn't sound nice. I I can't be deep for that long. (laughs) Is this what you had in mind when you wanted the podcast and then you realized that I'm totally like cracked? You were like, oh, like, guys, okay, context. Ashna was like, we can have deep, meaningful conversations. And I was like, yes, yes. And finally, like, season two, episode 14, we get to have them. And then I make jokes. <laughs> Coping mechanisms Continue. 101. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, do you follow Lad Bible? I used to, but then I unfollowed them. (laughs) So basically, like, they used to be, like, super, super toxic and a lot of, That's why I unfollowed them. Like, I unfollowed them, like, easily, like, five, six years ago when they were still just a Facebook page. Okay, so that's, like, before they rebranded. So basically, they had, like, a female head 
who completely rebranded what Lad Bible was because I think 40% of its users were female and they sort of wanted to like update what it means to be like a lad. So going mm-hmm. away from like what it meant in the 1990s to like someone that just laughs at jokes or whatever. And I this is like one I suppose rebranding that I can get to it because I think they're doing well like they support a lot of like social causes and they're very like political you oh, know I didn't know that like my friends would who follow it because like mm. so many of my friends do would send me the occasional meme and I'd be like ah good humor yeah. but I was I followed them from like when I first got Facebook when I was like 13 mm-hmm. and by 16 I just kind of got fed up with it and I was like I need better and I kept like noticing how misogynistic it was and then when I got to like the end of school I just unfollowed them and I was like this is just not something I need to see every day when I open my phone and computer and stuff but yeah I'm actually now that they rebranded maybe I might go and follow them back damn yeah dude. and like rebranded with like a female vision you know which I completely I love that. like I like this rebranding way more than I'd ever like like the Victoria Secret rebranding because oh, I feel like oh that's still very hit or miss fam <laughs> yeah and I also feel like because like we grew up with this lad culture and lad bible and just seeing that like rebranding it's like a lot of I don't know like guys can correct themselves like move on mm-hmm. with the times and they're not like stuck in the rut at least like that's the hope and you know like I always I always compare like the in-betweeners to like um sex education on Netflix yeah and that's like the difference of like a decade like the way shows for young adults talk about like sex and like girls and women is so different like in sex education it's like very like women forward and they show like their side then they do it in like a tasteful way that's like not misogynistic like yeah you're like a hormonal like teenager who wants like have sex with a girl but like do it respectfully this is how you do it and I love to see that difference I love that and also I've noticed that in sex education the humor is still very great and it's still like dry British humor so it shows that you can still capture that sense of humor without being super just disgusting that's the that's like the best way I can say it but here's my question to you do Mm. you think lad culture is something that should be cancelled altogether or something that can evolve to a more feminist and more accepting and generally (laughs) less toxic um phenomenon or is that just like out of the question no I definitely think it has been trying to evolve um, and I think that is the more like realistic route. I don't think cancelling something that's part of like the larger culture has ever worked. I think yeah, like in a in an ideal world, like great cancel, get out of here. But I feel like just evolving it would work mm-hmm. more on guys because it's like oh, you can still be a lad. But, like, this is how you be a lad now. This is, like, the correct way to be a lad. Like, sure, speak about girls and, like, we find hot. But, like, do it in a respectful way. Because we do the same. Girls do the same. Like, of course, we talk about guys and how hot they are and, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, do it in the same way we do it. Dude, you need to watch Daniel Sloss's ex. He talks about this. (laughs) 
Oh, he does. He oh, talks gosh. about toxic so masculinity. You will when you watch X as well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks, Ashna. Come on, TikTok. But yeah, genuinely though, um, mm. I think there are some really great parts to lad culture. Like, you know, there are jokes that don't involve like homophobia or sexism or racism. And those mm-hmm. are top notch. Like the banter without that still does exist. And also, you know, they have funny chants at football games. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking at pubs is fun. So there are like some really good aspects to it. Also, just the not giving a fuck about anything attitude. Love it. Especially when it comes to like, you know, calling out like elitism. That's a very big part of lad culture. Um, yeah, I was thinking about like hazing and like... Oh God, <sighs> dude, we, if we get Isn't into that lad culture, culture 101. I feel like, like frat, frat culture, culture is American, American and lad culture, culture is British. Oh my God, we just said the yes. same thing. <laughs> what up, when sync? <laughs> But how is, like, frat culture for you? Oh, it's just way more toxic, in my opinion. Because at least, like, lad culture is, like, aware that they are isolating and othering women and people of color. Mm. And, you know, they're just, they're aware and they know that there's a line that's being crossed. In frat culture, the line doesn't exist. It's just all insanity. One day, I'm going to spill some insane hazing stories that I've heard. And oh my god. Like, I genuinely think that when people join a frat, especially like the top tier frats, they go through like PTSD and that bonds them together. And that's why they're like, there's so much like brewery. And that's why they're like, ah, my bros over hoes. Dude, honestly, we need to invite someone that was like part of a frat to like sit and chat with us about this. I have like two people in mind, but I don't think they can speak. I think we're gonna have to like get them like a voice changer. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's gonna have to be like one of those kind of things. Cause like, you know, if their bros find out it's them, hmm. that's how death happens. Yeah, fair enough. See, this is this is like also lad culture, like so toxic. It's Fight Club, and Fight Club is also lad culture. Everything, why everything is lad culture? Do it because it's a patriarchic world. Yeah, corporations you, are lad culture. Do you ever think we'd like grow out of it in our life? No, but I think maybe two generations, three generations down the line, something might happen. So we have to keep working for them. Yeah, that's a good way to wrap up also. Yeah. Anyways, guys, we had a very interesting discussion about lad culture. This is definitely (laughs) something different than what we're used to. There are some moments of levity, but I think we actually properly explored a topic. Yeah, it was good to like break this down. And I feel like now, because like we've spoken about it so much, I'm going to like start noticing it more when I like hang out with friends. And I think one way like we ourselves can like tackle lad culture and like call it out is when we're hanging out with like a group of guys and they make like a sexist joke as they often do. Call it out, mm-hmm. even though Absolutely. you feel like you'll be a party pooper. And like, even if they say, but it's just bands, we don't really mean it. Call it out and ask them why that was funny and I think that would start like a larger conversation within the group and also yes. in their head so absolutely it's it's really sad that lad culture is a problem that men have created yet women are the ones who have to clean up the mess but, but isn't that for everything 
Yeah, it is. It is. That's literally how the world Sad, works. That's how racism yeah. works. That's how sexism works. That's how colorism works. That's how, you know, homophobia works. But alas, that's that's how the world is run. <laughs> sadly. Very sadly. But yeah, do your part. Mm-hmm. And if you're a guy, definitely call out your guy friends because that will do so much more of an impact than anything we can yes. do. And that's the sad truth of it. That's the sad truth. But if it works, then it's a step in the right direction. So, yeah, do it for yourself, for your kids, your grandkids and whatever happens after that. (laughs) Maybe we'll all be robots by then. (laughs) I hope we're all dead. Anyway. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 